نعم الجليس مدى حياتك مصحف يجلو هموم النفس والوجدان فيه الهداية والسعادة والرضا وهو الدليل لجنة الرحمن عن عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه رواه البخاري Uthman bin Affan, may Allah be pleased with him, reported, The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, The best amongst you is the one who learns the Qur'an and teaches it. This hadith can be found in Sahih Bukhari. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're welcome to Qur'an Saiko Mustafa. And still in our series, Journey with the Hufaz, where we bring to you the stories and challenges of people that have completed their memorization of the entire Quran bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. And on this 11th episode on our series, one welcome our guest, our Ustad Hafiz at ABC Idris with the best of greetings, saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, ya Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a great pleasure having you join us today on Quran Cycle. Tell us how you feel being here with us today, and especially how you feel sharing your Quran journey today. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد. We give thanks to Almighty Allah. We ask Him to bestow upon the noblest of mankind His mercies and blessings. His household, His companions, and whosoever follows His footsteps. We pray Allah subhanahu wa taala make us all be among those who would enter the paradise of the Prophet. Amen. I sincerely I am elated and I feel a bit um you know on the high side joining this um session. Of course, I've listened to a few series of the podcast and I was impressed myself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with the organizers and the people at the end of the introduction. Amen. Amen. Also, it's one of the laudable efforts around the society now that there's a platform where people can sequence and chronicle their experience through memorizing the Quran for people who are coming you know, to at least have something as an handout to take themselves through the journey of memorization. It's however a thin of joy for me and um, I feel personally elated about it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with us all and um, I hope that this session becomes very fruitful and um, comes helpful and um, handy to anyone who is aspiring to be a memorizer of the, the Holy Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam, alhamdulillah. Ameen. Shukran jazilan for the accolades. Before we delve into your journey properly, we'd like to have you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us um, what you do and why you started to memorize the Quran. What was that motivation for you personally as a person? What was the starting point for you towards memorizing the entire Quran? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My name is Adebi Salaire Idris. I just graduated from Okinawa in the Department of English. I'm a serving core member in Lagos State. Um, with the voice of Nigeria. I work at the public affairs department and sometimes I work with the news department. I write for the website and I also take part in program production. started to do that some times back before I left school after the memorization of the Quran, inshallah. I have worked at um, a Premier FM too. I also was shortlisted for a TV program that should see the light of the day so in a way i'm also a tv broadcast and i teach anything the quran languages i currently run a quran memorization and revision session online for people within and outside nigeria i think i'll start about that mashallah now as regards the zeal and the aspiration towards memorizing the quran it came from the side of about three or four persons in my life and First, my father, and second, my ustaz, and third, myself, my humble self, zeal and personal interest in the Quran. And my father is the person who likes knowledge a lot, especially knowledge which has to do with Islam. So, growing up, I grew up to build that um, interest for learning anything that has to do with um, Islam. I mean, he was so keen about us learning the religion to the point that 
and then I attended a private school in Lagos. So when I come back around at around six, so I I just already zeroed it that I should not go anywhere again today because I I sure should appear tired to anybody that that thinks that they want to saddle with any responsibility. But immediately my father comes around and sees that it's still six or to six. And it's not night, it's not Mugibi, it's that period between that time and Mugibi, I still have to go to Arabic school and go and, and go and um, learn. So because of that, I mean, the fact that he said that he didn't learn, but he has to train his children, he has to make them learn. Even though very recently I've spoken to him and I've tried to like convince him to also start to learn. So I started to teach him the Quran and I, I enrolled him with another sheikh around Lagos. And secondly, Maustas. So I met him because I loved a lot of things about him. The starting point of my love for him was his appearance. He had good clothes on, he was always looking very neat and he was inspiring to any I mean, upcoming youth. What people look around for nowadays before you accord them respect is how they look. So he was always looking, mashallah, you know, bare um, iron cloth, wear wristwatch different type of wristwatches and it just appears very very good and so I was I just got into it and then I was looking for where to continue to learn so I just chose him I told my uncle that this man that always looks fine I, I, I think I should learn from him on getting to meet him I discovered that I didn't know how to read the Quran with the trade so at that point it became known to me that he just completed his own memorization of the Quran when he came back from service the one year service that I went to do in Adamawa State saw to him memorizing the Quran. He accorded to memorizing the Quran six months himself and he memorized the Quran. Allah Akbar, interesting. So that inspired me a lot and it was just the light to the tunnel of the Quran. He started, I started to learn the Quran with him. He introduced me to memorizing the Quran and personally, I loved reciting the Quran. Some of my personal documents, if you can assess them, you'll find that when they ask me for my obvious, I tell them reciting the Quran and maybe sometimes softening the net and, and watching it. So personally, there's a zeal to recite the Quran. So if you want to recite the Quran and you don't have it in your head, then it's going to become problematic for you. So one of the things that spurred me into memorizing the Quran was the fact that personally, I had the zeal to memorize the Quran. And over time, while learning, I saw that there's a lot of reward for people who memorize the Quran in this world and the year after. I mean, the fact that you have to like intercede for a lot of people from your family, the fact that the parents of the memorizer of the Quran would enjoy some dividends on the day of judgment, they would wear them crown, put them on, uh, you know, on the best of um, chariots on the day of judgment. These are things that spur me into memorizing the Quran. And personally, I like to always be on top of my game when it comes to intelligence and uh, using the brain. So I discovered that one of the things that will sharpen the brain and make you, you know, very, very intelligent and a smart person is to memorize the brain. All of this pack up together became the package and and I saw the opportunity to memorize it and I was last introduced a program, six months um, memorization, campaign memorization program. I wrote for it and Alhamdulillah, Allah made it easy. Jazakallah. MashaAllah, I've started what a package, you know, you've made mention of a lot of things therein and Alhamdulillah for the opportunity you've been afforded to be able to memorize the Quran in, in six months, MashaAllah. You know, I was going to ask you after this to share some benefits of memorizing the entire Quran with us, but you did justice to that already, MashaAllah. And so before we delve into your journey properly, and before you give us the specifics of your journey, you know, as a young person today, Memorizing the entire Quran is a big ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Firstly, especially during this our time where holding on to the deen has become a big deal, has become a big issue. And so I want you to tell us, to tell the listeners out there, the young people out there who want to also memorize the Quran, the entire Quran, what kind of mindset should they have? What kind of orientation should they have towards memorizing the entire Quran? This question you just asked is one of my interests as a person who wants to impact in the society and in youth, juveniles, as the case may be. Personally, I have experience that I point out to the fact that memorizing the Quran, having extra knowledge, I mean, as far as knowledge of religion is concerned, is going to give you a upper hand in this world and in the year after. I mean, I am a living testimony to that because of some of the things that I have encountered in my journey in life. First, we have to recognize the fact that one of the 
duties of Muslims in this world is memorizing the Quran. If Allah revealed the of the Quran to us, just one book, He does not exactly want us to put it in a place and go to it at the time that we wish to go and read. He wants us to commit it into the memory, transform the teachings of the Quran into actions and live our life by it. So that's one. Secondly, there are several verses of the Quran that are pointing us to the fact that we need to memorize this Quran that Allah had made it easy. One of it is in Surah Al-Qamar. Allah said we have made we have made the Quran easy for anyone who wants to memorize. For would we now find amongst you who wants to memorize the Quran? And there are commandments from the Quran too that is commanding the Prophet to memorize the Quran and tell people around to memorize the Quran. And during the time of the Prophet, one of the things that preeminence each of the companions over and above others is how much you can retain, how much of memorizations you have done if you have the quran you are amongst you know the the major and the bigger in knowledge kind of um, companions as the case may be just like that to our present um, day as supported by abu rory and so that professor sam says on the day of judgment allah will tell everybody to recite the quran you call the sahib quran they will tell the people of the quran to recite and be, and begin to ascend in position the more you recite the more upper you begin to go in position and the end the end of the verse that you recite the point you scope in the quran is going to be your own abode in the in the paradise so the more you have memorized the higher you are in position in terms of abode in the paradise that's that's for the year after and all that evidences that we have mentioned and we'll still mention inshallah now very recently i mean the trend is you don't have to stay in one place you have to have series of um, knowledge you have to have diverse knowledge you have to know this and that you don't you should not just know everything about one thing you should know at least something about um, everything i want to like give to us about two instances the first ever interview i was going to um, attend in lagos i i wrote a cover letter after sending my cv to the ceo of the tv i mean tv outlet and in the cover letter, I put there that I have memorized um, the Quran. So he immediately messaged me from amongst other people and said that the fact that he saw that I memorized the Quran is the reason why he's calling me specially that I should come on Tuesday. I sent the mail on a Saturday. So he said I should come on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. I should meet him up. Interesting. He personally held the interview. The only reason why I'm not working with him is because he had to like reduce the staff capacity because he could not any longer and because of corona and and what have you he still looks forward to us working together that's one of the um, experiences second is whatever it is that you are going to become in life you want to become a doctor an engineer a lawyer there are countless of people outside who are already that even within the fold of islam the only thing that prominence that makes you different from others is what else do you have to offer muslims we will not as a muslim community now want to seek the I um, mean, the service of a lawyer. And we know that there's a lawyer that has memorized the Quran and already knows a lot about Islam. And there's another Muslim lawyer who does not know anything about Islam. And then we will now choose you that doesn't know anything about Islam. We always want to favor those ones that know something about Islam because they, we know that they will feel our pain the more they will understand our plight and all that. Ditto for doctors. Doctors who are knowledgeable about the religion are going to be prominent over and above and prioritize over and above those ones that don't know anything about the religion. For example, in a Muslim community, we want to call a doctor to come and sensitize us about something. We would always want a doctor who can say something about the religion in accordance with what he wants to say about the mundane life. So very recently, I mean, the trend now is you have to have something that makes you a bit different from others. You have to have something that makes you special and unique. And one of which is the Quran. Currently where I work, I mean, I became one of, because that place, we have about seven departments. We air our programs in about seven departments apart from yoruba english and also we're doing swahili we're doing french we're doing german we're doing english then we're doing arabic so that that's about seven languages we produce so we have different departments for us as we have um, languages so you can imagine how our workforce our staff is going to be and heavy and mighty so we have a mosque in that place isn't it koi we have a mosque there and I mean, I can tell you that because I memorized the Quran, I met the Imam, we talked. I began to give someone there, and before you knew it, I got other jobs, like to come and teach in Ikoi, to have 
um, sessions with a um, few adults in Lekki, then to come and give lectures in Falomo, and then somebody wanted to make me the deputy imam in one mosque in the country like that. Hmm, mashallah. If not for Corona, I should have led Tarawi in one of the big mosques in Ikoi. I'm saying that all these things, it was just not because I could speak English or they saw that I was an English graduate. They saw other things in me and that's because I have the Quran, I'm a memorizer of the Quran and, and what have you. So, youth nowadays, if it is actually good life you are looking for, Quran is already affording a lot of people good life. It's already affording a lot of people. I mean, one of the things that people did in this Corona period, is people who already know Quran began to like have classes online with people and they are paid paid for it. That's that's one of the things that Quran can benefit you with in this in this world. Then the fact that it expands your your knowledge and your ability, your learnability skills is is also a thing that you should take along as a 21st century youth and a growing person. All of this added together, you will see that having the knowledge of, of Islam before because our fathers didn't see prospects in learning about the religion they didn't say that if you learn this you are going to become this it will transform to this success to you is why most of them did not learn it or why most of them give up about it hmm truly now the dividends are even seen around now before you even get to the year after so youth and upcoming people don't exactly have reasons to stay away from the quran or that um, knowledge of the thing well said young stars i'm sure a lot of listeners will be like wow and at this age where people think that Knowledge of the religion or having the Quran memorized can serve as an endurance to achieving one's goal in life. So, Shukran Jezilian for giving us real life experiences on that aspect. So, moving on, we want you now to give us specifics on your journey of memorizing the Quran. You know, tell us where you memorized. You said you memorized for six months, mashallah. So, tell us how you memorized, where you memorized, and how the process went by. In regards to how and when and the process of memorizing and experiences i think the mention of ustaz earlier on commenced that part the fact that he did his memorization for six months so it um, opened the eye to the fact that one can actually even memorize it in shorter times than we used to think that it would take one to memorize it so he started the program of the six months myself and some other persons were the first set we did a screening of a week wherein we memorized the jizu in a week so we were tested and those of us who passed were encouraged to enroll for the program amongst about nine of us who did the screening and enrolled i think about four passed only two was able to go on with the program so i was with another person two of us started the program before a lot of other persons now saw that after we completed as in six months some other persons now saw that it was um, possible however it was not a possibility without challenge we faced a lot a lot so we started some time 2000 and um, the later part of 2013 was um, the period we started i think september 2013 was when we started so the plan was to because we had shorter time to memorize and we wanted to like have the whole of the Quran memorized. We the program was slated for six months, and it was a test running program. So for those of us who, so to speak, passed the screening, so we memorized four pages per day at that time. We had two two hours for classes. We have our classes five times in a day. It was a full time boarding program, so you wouldn't have time to do anything else. So we had. We had our classes for two, two hours every day. In every of the two, two hours classes, you memorize a page in four of the classes. One of the classes is the one that happens at night, in the middle of the night. It commences 1.30 and we end the class by 5. And it's the class where we do a revision of everything we have memorized. When we started, we revised five Jesus at night. As time went on, we did about 10 Jesus in a night sometimes. So when we started it was it was actually very beautiful and the fact that you achieve what you set out to do in a day you want to memorize four pages in a day it was actually easy to memorize a page you know in a sitting in the two hours we have for a class we do the memorization for like 20 minutes so it's, it's a matter of just recite um, some portion of the verses sometimes 
there are styles to memorizing too that that matters so some people would like to recite a verse for about 10 to 15 times repeatedly so that repetition of the verse would start to ring bell in your in your head and some people's way and style is a conglomerate of verses like you pick some three four verses together you read them like that together and then you memorize so what we did then was to read three four verses so like that the page will be divided into say like three the first three verses will read like five seven times and before you know it's already committed it into memory because at that time Ostas had his best to start the program and see the possibility of it being an idea so it was easy to memorize the only problem was the moment you memorize a page and you leave the class for um for the break before you come back the next time it will be a bit difficult to regurgitate because you still have to memorize another page at, at that sitting so it took a lot of work outside the class more than we did in class so we had to like keep ourselves on the toes regarding revision revised at all times you had to do something that has to do with quran all the time is that you're doing tilawa you're doing the revision or you're actually listening to quran so at that time i had epic reciters who were doing my murajans for me when i was sleeping so anytime i slept then i was always listening to the quran such that when i wake up you just i i continue from the verse that um, the reciter that i listened to while i was sleeping stops so it means that i didn't usually have a sound sleep it was just basically sleep with the body but not the mind the mind is usually very awake one of the challenge that we had then was the pattern of life actually changed you know i used to like do the here and there then here and there hustle then so everything had to stop the fact that i still in a little way i do i do lectures here and there as a student worker and and all that so i had places where i had to like teach people some things regarding the religion i had to stop all that in fact Ustaz told me that if i continue to live my life the way i was living it before i won't eventually achieve what i want to achieve because i'm trying to do something that people haven't done before and that's memorizing for six years so it took a toll on the lifestyle we had to like relinquish a lot of things that were actually normal if there was no program like um, memorizing the quran for say six months so one of the challenge also is that i didn't sleep well at all I didn't sleep well. I mean, the list of the times altogether that I sleep in a day should be, say, max five. That time would sleep compulsively by eight, and you have to wake up by one. And that period, when we started, it used to be hell to get yourself to wake up because um, you know how it is now in this part of the world. When you set an alarm, and you're going to be the one to end up switching the alarm off. Yeah, I know, right? So ten, you wake up one. So when I saw that it was becoming difficult to wake up myself, even at that I set alarm. So I devised another means. I don't usually sleep on the bed or on the spread um, surface again. So I slept on the chair. One of the classes in the in the school, the offices. So I I sit on the chair. I rest my head on the on the table, and that's how I slept for say like three four months until I got acquainted with waking up. On time we had challenges i mean a lot of it at a point you feel like stopping when you have too much things in your head to revise and you have so much still to memorize especially when you go to the middle when you knew that you started and you have got to the middle so you have about 15 jesus to revise and you have about 15 jesus more to memorize so it was really really difficult and one of the parts of the thing that gave us problem where I mean, chapters of the quran had relatively shorter verses so the fact that there are short verses, they make the number of verses that you have to memorize in that chapter very, very long and many. So it's always challenging. After this, you go to this. After this, you go to this. One of the problem also is the Mutashabi hands. You know, you you'd read a particular verse that occurs in about four or five places in the Quran, and there's a very slight differentiation that you find among um, those verses. Hmm. Truly. So, because we had um, the challenge of we had to memorize a lot in a short time and it's going to be a big deal for us, so we introduced some few things that could lessen the burden, that could at least lift our spirits, and that's we introduced games. Games that has to do with Quran actually still. So, the type of game that you would mention a verse, you would be told to read a verse before or after. We did that for a while and then we graduated to just mentioning a word. 
and the Arabic word that occurs in the Quran, and you have to read the place where it occurs. Hmm, interesting. And like that, you have to be careful to know where does it occur that it ends with Doma or ends with Fatah Orchestra, because you cannot read this for for that. There are actually words like that that occurs in different places with different um, and so you have to be careful of which one you are going to read. So few times I came first and I won prizes. Some of the prizes were. I got my phone recharged and I I start this subscription for me sometimes and I think I want a book too in the long run. But because personally I love to recite the Quran, so it kept me going. It kept me going. There are times that you felt like um you wanted to quit, you just wanted to go and have a break because this is just too much. It's not an experience you have had before. But the fact that um I have Ustaz always my cheerleader and he was just always there. Because he understood the psychological and mental stress that we have to go through to achieve that. So he was always calm. If you made mistakes or you didn't meet up with the target, he deals with it with gentility and um, ease. And you would also want to like do more. Basically, it was all challenging. It was all challenging. But Alhamdulillah for the fact that we had that kind of platform that has our ustaz around. So he made it a great deal of easier. And possible. We thank Allah for also making it easy. Alhamdulillah. So we ended April 14 or 15, I guess. One of those same two days. We ended the program. We started from the middle, that's um, Jizu, um, some part of South of Kaf, then Moriam. So we started like that, back to Shortness, and then from Kaf again, then to Bakwa. So we ended the old memorization at um, Bakwa. At the tail end of the OO program, memorization increased from four pages per day to like five pages. And then when it was like a month or so till the end, we were memorizing, say, like seven, eight. About some days to the end of the program, we memorized about 10. So it took us, I think, three or four days to memorize the whole of Sorts of Bakura. Because at that time, the more you memorize, the more elastic your brain gets. Your brain gets the capacity to retain and absorb more as you begin to learn. The only problem or task you have to do for yourself is to strengthen your revision and moroja and your tilawa. So that was basically oh, one of the challenges that we faced at that time was that some people who were friends were saying that this thing would not eventually be met because it appears like it was um, impossible even from amongst relatives and family members too some of them believe that that's not the next thing for you to do as um, a person who has things to do in life are you going to finish memorizing the Quran and then come and start a madrasa or something or you want to become an affa so when that is not your goal in life then they see that memorizing the Quran is exactly not the next best thing for you to do and there are other people too who were actually looking at the whole process and seeing that okay let's even see how it would end so you had those things at the back of your mind and you want to like fight it all through and make it happen then you have to keep purifying your intention to that this is solely because of allah this is solely because of allah it's it's different from the way a lot of people memorize in, in other parts of the world now, usually people memorize just because they want to like do competitions and win prizes so we have people in the north who i have met some few times that you find a father who thinks that one of the ways to get out of poverty is to train his child to memorize the quran so he can win prizes at quran competitions and they would begin to live large and at least they'll get known and all that so that was exactly not the aim it was basically for a lie and the fact that we wanted to prove to people that this thing is possible so you just couldn't give up you just couldn't give up and the fact that we kept on getting reminded that the more you memorize the more higher you go in the rank inside of Allah so we're just available for this process and we wanted to help other young ones to see that this is part of the things that is achievable because usually in the area it's not something that was common to have memorized the whole of the brand was a bit strange to the community that um, I was staying. It was more of a light community, so she didn't believe that it was um, achievable for somebody from around here. It was something that you just hear about in a far, far distance. So, Alhamdulillah, I mean, all of the challenges 
Alhamdulillah, we're able to complete it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. Ameen. Subhanallah. What um, a journey full of challenges and struggles. Alhamdulillah, Ameen. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting you the forbearance and the patience to bear it through. So you've made mention of a lot of things, and I'm pretty sure that all our listeners would agree that this is purely a journey of resilience. And one of the questions I want to ask you now is, how have you been able to cope combining all of this together, you know, your moroja and the things you currently do? So how have you been able to cope combining all of this? Alongside this, I wanted to share some personal concise tips you applied whilst memorizing that made it a lot easier for you. In regards to revision, it actually had to do with the way we memorize because Ustaz, um, the plan of the program, Ustaz actually already planned it along that this kind of program that um, you are going to memorize in a short while should also, I mean, have an intensive Moroja pack along. So if we say we had our classes for two, two hours in, in a day, apart from the night Moroja that we used to have, all of those classes, it is compulsory that you revise at least two days before you start and end the class. So the, the usual um, routine is you enter the class, you, you write two jizu, then after that you give 20 minutes to memorizing, and then after 20 minutes you read read the the old chapter that you are memorizing all over again, and then you complete the class like that. And if you have personal things, you can now attend to them. So that helped a lot in the long run to um, solid and stand the moraja and the retention of most of the things that we memorized. Apart from that, so after that, I am someone who likes to recite the Quran in every opportunity that I have. Um, immediately after I finished the program, I think it was some months after there was Ramadan, so I was the imam of a mosque, so I needed to like do a lot of um, moraja, so I did. Then apart from that, my my kind of person is I don't exactly have an allotted time to Moroja. Even though early in the morning I still recite the Quran, the Hajj too is one of the ways to. So my style is that any anywhere anyhow I continue to recite the Quran. The only place I can't recite the Quran is actually in the market. So most of the times I think I, I should share this um, particular experience. While I finished memorizing the Quran before I took up my admission and then went to school. So getting to school anytime i have to like jump bike be on a bus go from one place to the other i'm doing revision i'm always reciting something i'm always reciting something so it became a thing that i was known for that any small thing i recite the quran any small thing i recite the quran so i was very crazy about it the fact that like i said before i had the interest in reciting the quran so there are few instances that i would recite the quran while the bike man is going and at the end of the journey i would I mean, make thoughts to pay and you'll be like, ah, no, you are fine. I like your recitation. They will just leave it like that. I have series of examples like that that happened in the Lauren and few of it in Ife because I schooled in Ife. Hmm, mashallah. So, these are point out to the fact that my style of Maraja is usually just while I'm doing. And even when I left school and all that, this job, moving about Lagos and all that. So, one of the things that I do is I look for bike men who are young when I want to jump bike if I have to. Bike men who are young and I prefer to do the Alsa brothers more than other tribes because in a way we understand each other. So I just start to recite the Quran and they don't have a problem with it. And at the end of the journey, if I'm supposed to pay like 200, they will reduce it like 100 naira. So it has always worked for me. Sometimes when I want to withdraw and I'm at the ATM and I'm reciting the Quran, I'm doing my Maraja. Somebody will just be like, ah. So I like the way you're reciting, you push me to the front there. Before it gets to me on the queue, it will be long, so because I was reciting the Quran. Interesting. It has really helped in that um, in that way. That's to show that the style of Maraja has really not been to a lot of time and sit down and then begin to say, regurgitate. I do it as, as it comes. And I think that is one of the things that people should imbibe. Because really nowadays we are so mobile that it's almost difficult to have time to sit down everything is becoming virtual and um, um, mobile. We do most of the things online and internet has, you know, shrinked the process of um, globalization. It has brought a lot of things closer to us. So, and it, it, it's also telling on how we do things, the way we used to do it before, the original ways we used to do it before. So this is not to say that to have time for Moroja is a bad thing. It's a very good thing. And especially to have Kiyamulay. There are reports from the professor Sam that is the way to tie down your memorization. If you don't observe Kiyamulayl with your memorization, it's going to leave you. So this is one of the things I do too. But generally speaking, my style of revision is not to stick to a particular 
time and then revive. So basically, in a day, I, I try to do like five jizu. I have a touch with the Quran. Try to do like five jizu. And how I do it is early in the morning, I recite a jizu. Um, during my going about, I try to recite about two or three jizus. And when I come back at night before I sleep, I make sure that I do the remaining part. So in a day, I do five jizus. But recently, it has been reduced to like three jizus because the more you revise the lesser you would have to like um, revise i'm looking forward to one of these days maybe before ramadan to give a day to like revising the old of the quran because we did that towards the after we finished memorizing we allotted a day to revising the old of the quran we started from fajr we ended up i think around um, 6 p.m in the evening so it's something that is very achievable too if you put your mind to it so one of these days i'm trying to like do that well, like sincerely, regarding tips to memorizing the Quran, I'll just tell us um, general tips that we one have heard from scholars, two we have read from books. But personally, I didn't have any special thing I did. I mean, regarding memorization, I just know that when I memorize because of my love for the Quran, it just stays. And because one is, I love what I am devoting my time to, and that's of course the Quran. And to a large extent, I can understand the meaning. Uh, well, I think that's a tip too. One of the things that aids or that simplifies um, memorization is when you understand the meaning, you flow along with it. It helps to like remember a lot of things. Hmm, truly. For example, Surat Yusuf didn't take me or didn't give me so much problem because it was basically a story that I could relate with, I could relate to, and it was something that the sequential um, chronicling of the story you can follow in your mind. You just remember some Arabic words that goes in line with the next stage and you would remember the faster that comes after. So Itzurat Yusuf was that very easy because I could understand um, the meaning. So one of the things that somebody should take along is try and understand the meaning. While you're memorizing, try and read along the meaning of memorizing. That might be a lot of work, but then it, it helps. We are talking about tips that helps to memorize the Quran. Another thing is you have to identify which of the method works for you. For example, I mentioned earlier on that some people you would memorize, I mean, conglomerates of verses. You pick out like three verses together, you do like repeatedly for our brothers from the north. Some of their styles are you pick a verse, you recite it 50 times. After reciting it 50 times from the book, you try and regurgitate it about 20 times in your head. After that, you write it down from your head. So that's a style. Mm. And that's why their own memorization and he is always very strong. Very, very, very strong. So if um, somebody or if a person in question who wants to memorize the Quran sees that it's not working for the person to like just read it 10 times and leave the Quran then you should devote more time to reciting it I I'll give an example while we were doing the screening for a month to memorize a Jizu there were about two students amongst us who had problem with a particular verse or some few verses I think um, there's a verse like that in Surah Tuttoha that looked a bit um, difficult to pronounce so the end of um, the verse so we had people that had problem with pronouncing that verse and um being able to recite it so the ustaz told them that you would devote more time to reciting that verse over and over again so one of the things they did and was encouraged for them to do is to get rosary the usual thing that we call test bar then you do it like when you read the verse one you you count you count you count so you do it multiple times and you see the number of times that before you know it that verse will be the the verse in that chapter that you know most another one is the one in sort of hajj that particular part if you want to recite it with the Jude and you want to be fast about it it's usually problematic for a lot of people there are other places in the Quran that form the few stronger for people. So how to do that is to recite it over and over again. And there are chapters like that that have peculiarities. For example, Surah to Jinn for people who are memorizing the closer part of the Quran. There's Surah to Jinn for people who that will give problems. So what you would do is there's no shortcut about it. If you think that the number of time you are reciting it is not enough to retain it, then you recite it more times. Another one is in the later part of the Quran, I think Surah Al-Nal used to be a problem to a lot of people. Too. Then Surah Al-Yunus, 
and I don't know anyone that has memorized the Quran that didn't have probably with and arm. That's it. the sixth chapter of the Quran. Surah and arm. In fact, scholars of Kira'a used to say, Allah na'amu bahrun la yu'am. An arm is one ocean that you can't exhaust swimming inside. So, an arm is one chapter that you just need to like always keep in touch with to retain everything. So, you'll be reading it more often than other. One of the problems that people have is you would read a verse, you don't know the next verse. So I used to tell my students over time that what you do is ending of that verse, you join together with the beginning of the next verse. For example, That's the end of the verse. Kullama Aradu is the next verse. So, and there's actually an Imam like that from among the reciter of the Quran, from the leading Imams of Kira'a that used to recite his um, Quran like that. And that is Al Imam Hamza. That about two rawis, about two reporters reported some two renditions, some two riwayat of the Quran from him. We have um, Hamza Khalaf, Al Imam Khalaf, reported from Al Imam Hamza. And there is um, Abu Jafar too, reported from Al Hamza. And I think Al-Imam Idris too reported from Abu Jafar. These are styles that scholars in the past had um, you know, employed to help retain what they memorize and help to join between verses. So individuals should just try and understand ease or ourselves and how much you need to recite a verse or a group of verses before you can be able to say both fully retain the verses. And then do your night very well. Hold on to your night. One of the things that helps you to making good benefit from the night is sleeping in the afternoon observing the cs so every time you observe the cs start be sure and be rest assured that you make good use of your night at least some part of the night you would wake up to do something regarding the quran wow mashallah you start wallahi you really really done justice to all of our questions and we really appreciate you for that and so now we've come to that point where we tell our guests to tell us their best surah Recite a portion of it to us and share some lessons from it to us as well. The Sheikh, Tafadol. With regards to Besoro, it's been for a while a difficult thing for me to decide. I really do not have a best Surah. I have a series of Surahs that I like to recite, depending on how it comes easy for me, and I just continue to recite. But however, we should do something, at least one, one Surah or a portion of a, of a Surah should do. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فإذا نفخ في الصور فلا أنساب بينهم يومئذ ولا يتساءلون فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فَأُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَصِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فِي جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدُونَ تَلْفَحُ وُجُوهُمُ النَّارُ وَهُمْ فِيهَا كَالِحُونَ أَلَمْ تَكُنْ آيَاتِي تُتْلَى عَلَيْكُمْ فَكُنْتُمْ بِهَا تُكَذِّبُونَ قالوا ربنا غلبت علينا شقوتنا وكنا قوما ضالين ربنا اخرجنا منها فان عدنا فانا ظالمون قال اخسؤوا فيها ولا تكلمون إنه كان فريق من عبادي يقولون ربنا 
يقولون ربنا آمنا فاغفر لنا وارحمنا وأنت خير الراحمين فاتخذتموهم سخريا حتى أنسوكم ذكري وكنتم منهم تضحكون إني جزيتهم اليوم بما صبروا أنهم هم الفائزون اللهم ارحمنا بالقرآن آمين ما شاء الله Those are some parts of the end verses of Surah Al-Mu'minun The reason why I have a special attachment to this surah is because he has the title Surah Al-Mu'minun the chapter of the believer so it talks about the khisal um the attribute of a believer and some other few things occurs in the chapter some of it will have um, stories about the prophet and we have rulings it talks about the day of judgment too but especially the portions i read and that is if i'm not wrong i think from verse 100 or 101 uh, and I think I read about six to five verses, so we should be looking at verses 107 to 107 or between 107 to 110, inshallah. So Allah says, Talking about the day of judgment and what we are called immediately, the trumpet is being blown. So Allah talks about the moment they blew the trumpet. At that point, the reality of no benefit from kinship and your family begins to open to people you begin to see that people start to leave their family members because they need to like get themselves um, things to save them from the hunger and the wrath of allah on their journey so at that point we won't know family members again because at the time the family members cannot um, avail us the type of um, good deeds that we have to be saved from hell we'll have to just leave them and get to look for someone else so allah says that from whoever's good deeds is heavy on the scale is at the ones that will be successful on this day and those whose um, good deeds are light relatively are the ones that are going to be perplexed on the day of judgment they are the ones that their souls are going to be born in jahannam holy doom they will stay there for eternity and this fire that we're talking about will begin to burn them from the face and they will stay there in shame and so when Allah commands the people of hell to go into hell, Allah will now ask them that when my verses not um, reveal upon you, did they not read it to you? Did you not call them all lie? The disbelievers will now answer that at that time, it was our love for other things that beclouded our judgments, that overwhelmed us and we didn't see. And they would also surrender to Allah that they were actually from amongst the unjust people when they were alive. So they would beg Allah to bring them out of the hell that they are actually from among the oppressors. Allah will say, no, on this day, you cannot talk. So allow them, stop them from talking would cause the sense of making sound to leave them. They won't be able to talk. So Allah tells them that one of the reasons why he's doing that to them is when they were around on the surface of the earth, some believers from amongst the servants of Allah used to beg Allah and they were upright. This set of people that would enter hell on the day of judgment were amongst those who were making jest of them. And they would laugh and stalk them because they were actually holding on to the rope of Allah. They are trying to like practice the religion. Allah says, You were so engrossed in making jest of these people, you spent most of your time making jest of the people who are standing upright in the path of Allah, such that it caused you to forget to even remember Allah himself. Subhanallah. Allah says today That's one of the parts that I love most He said today he is going to like um, reward those who were patient Because of their patience They are going to be the successful one today So this set of verses has talked about a few things The condition of the day of judgment And in relation to how good deeds and bad deeds are going to be skilled on the scale and some of the things that will cause people to be punished on the day of judgment is actually making just of upright people, just people. And there's an hadith that was reported by Abdullah ibn Abbas in Sahih Bukhari Muslim, wherein the Prophet said that 
from amongst the seven grave sins that destroys human beings is to accuse or to rain curses on chaste Muslim women and if you like you can include Muslim men too but this particular hadith is talking about Muslim women that is one of the grave sins you see people see upright people pass because they have beards they're jumping towards this they're actually trying to look um, the way the Prophet wants them to look so you start to make just of them you would compare their beards to some shabby and um, low things you'd ascribe some bad things to people who are wearing the hijab too. there are verses from the quran where allah rain cause of people who did that in sort of uh, no quran chapter 24 i think towards the end too allah says in the those of you who usually at the instance of saying chaste women you start to say bad things about them they're actually covering their head it does not mean that they have good um character and behavior and all that it does not mean that they're actually not doing bad things in the corner they're just appearing i mean saying that is causeful in their right because you have not actually met them doing any bad thing so Allah says, they are caused in this earth and on the day of judgment in the day after and it is prepared for them the kind of punishment that is painful and is always with the enjoyer of that kind of punishment. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from this um, punishment. Amen. I think this is the few that I can do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it as an act of ibadah from myself and the organizers of this very beautiful program and the platform for people to reach out to memorizers of the quran we pray last one that'll accept this as an act of imbada i mean i mean i mean your stars wassalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh i want to say a big jazakumullahu khairan to you your stars allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you abundantly and accept this from all of us as an act of ibadah i mean and so that's it in our episode the 11th episode we hope you enjoyed it if you do Please share this with your friends and family. Also, if you have any questions for us, send us a mail at currentcycle3 at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at currentcycle. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.